Hey, hello, I'm Ange Miller, artist and passionate creative. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to my podcast. It is my joy and passion to remind you of your unique creative value and voice and empower you to your creative unfurling. Because now more than ever, we need to spread a creative contagion that lifts us to our feet, beckons us to spread our wings. The thermals are calling. So whether you feel ready or not, this is what you're built for, my friend, because you are actually the art. Yay, episode six. So good to have your ear, because otherwise I'm just a tree falling in the forest, you know, with no um, eardrum to actually receive the sound. So is there even a sound? So good to have you here. So I got to tell you, I've been resisting. <laughs> I actually woke up at four thirty, and I was going to come in then, and then I was like, "Now I got to clean up my vibrations." So I laid in bed and did that, and then, you know, when I'm all buzzing and fired up, I'm thinking, "Right, it's time to go now. It's time to go record the podcast," you know, and I'm buzzing with ideas and. Oh, everything feels possible. You know, uh, I feel like I'm in touch with the entire universe and just swimming around in it. That's how it feels. I'm like, right, this is what I need. <laughs> Let's go record the podcast, but it's so cozy in bed and it's Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, I feel like my, my body deserves this. I worked hard all week. Surely, you know, it's nice and quiet in the house. Who wouldn't just stay in bed? But then I think, I think about the feedback that I've been getting from these podcasts, which by the way, amazes me every time because I feel like, I don't know, kind of feels like a fluke. <laughs> I feel like I'm just, oh, I keep saying it. And I don't want to like, just always say this for every podcast, I guess like this is episode six and eventually it will wear off, but it just feels like I'm just yabbering away in the microphone in my garage and I'm astonished and amazed and so grateful that that can mean something to those who are listening and actually change the way that people think about things because this is what is causing us so much suffering. It's what's stopping us from the the full potential of what we are and we suffer without that. We suffer without the knowledge of it even to, to share with others as well. Our whole society is suffering from uh, this being cut off from potential. So, yeah, the resistance. And it got me thinking just about this resistance because it's almost like every step of the way there's this procrastination, this it's almost like I'm looking for distractions. I go out and think, oh, I'll just make myself a coffee. And then I think, no, I don't want, I don't want to risk anything making me phlegmy. <laughs> Because I hate that. I hate if I've got to clear my throat and then I have to go through and edit that out. I don't want to have to do that. I, I just want to get this in one take. 
So, <laughs> oh, yeah, but I go out and I start, you know, doing things and then I'm like, come on, get back in there. And I think back again to the feedback, what this actually means or what it could mean, the potential of what this could mean. And it brings me back to the task. And that got me thinking just about this whole this whole thing that we suffer under, which I want to call the ums and ins, the uns and ims, the the unbelief and the impossibilities, which we suffer from unbelief and impossibility syndrome when we are too zoomed in. And again, this is not meant to be any kind of judgment or hopefully you get that idea that I'm coming up alongside you here because I've just experienced this myself and I'm very familiar with it. I'm so familiar with living in a way that is too zoomed in on any one aspect. And I've thought about this a lot too. And I think that this is why school was such an issue for me because there's a lot of zooming in without a zoom out or without a zoom out that's actually relevant to me that I can see uh, the benefit of in a way that is valuable to me. You know, because to zoom out and say we're setting you up for a nine-to-five career that's not enough. That's not enough. Um, especially not for a child. And I, I don't know, like, I, I guess a lot of that would have changed by now too. Well, I hope it has. I hope that there's, there's a better zoom out that we pass on to students. And if you are a teacher, I would, yeah, I would especially encourage you to think about that And I know that as a a right brain dominant person who excels in the creative space and struggles in scheduling and structure, that a zoom out is absolutely crucial because without it, I feel like a slave. And what am I going to be giving how how will I invest myself if I'm feeling like a slave? And I actually wonder if that has anything to do with my struggle, you know, to schedule and structure myself. Because if there was a deeper meaning underlying this, just like I explained with the thing that got me out of bed at, you know, so early in the morning on a Sunday morning when it's raining and the family is asleep and, you know, it's raining, guys. Like how nice is that to stay in bed? <laughs> but it's a deeper meaning that got me out of bed, pulled me out of my comfort and has me here balancing on this wire. That's what it feels like trusting that there's something here that's well worth doing this for. 
and that's what I need. That's what I need to press record. That's what I need to actually stay here and keep focused. Belief that that this is going somewhere, that it means something, that it has more effect than um, the value of my comfort in sleeping in on a Sunday morning when it's raining. (laughs) So I'm actually glad you're here because you're making my departure from that cozy bed, you're making it mean something. You're actually fulfilling uh, the whole purpose. So especially thank you. (laughs) So this, this zoom out, zoom in business, I noticed it especially when I was in college and probably thanks to my dear lecturers who would have, you know, I don't remember exactly, but they would have been the ones to say um, that you've got to stand back from your artwork and two steps back you know, and actually make that a habit. My brilliant lecturers, Andy Collis and Richie Morris. uh, Yeah, I'm so grateful for these men and what they gave me in my college experience, because as you know, I have a bit of a bane for institutionalized education, (laughs) the, um, the academic stench. I I was wounded by it and it was mainly because of the lack of the zoom out, the lack of meaning and purpose and the amount of scheduling and jumping through hoops and all of those things which give you the feeling that you're a slave and that the, the unique gifting that you have, well, you can't even see it. It's not valuable really. But... When you've got people, it's it's people that bring the magic to the experience. And, and these men were so brilliant in encouraging and, yeah, affirming in a very unique and personal way what my, what, what my value was. You know, how was, I, how was I different? What was I bringing that was unique and invaluable? So forever grateful to Andy Collis, Richard Morris, Tony Martin, three of them. (laughs) So, yeah, back to the taking two steps back. So when you are working observationally or if you're, yeah, I guess you need to do this for abstraction too, any kind of work that's large, You can get too caught up in being too close to the canvas or the surface, whatever it is that you're working on. And especially with observational work, what happens is that you can spend a whole lot of time on one particular area, getting it all perfect, and then step back and realize that it's totally in the wrong place. (laughs) And that is so frustrating. And you just wish there was some kind of Photoshop tool that you could just reposition this or I don't know, there could be any number of things wrong with it. And 
it's not completely a waste because you know sometimes you can tweak things or whatever but do you know what I mean like without the zoom out you can spend too much time in something that is not effective for what you're wanting and well this is inefficiency isn't it so I think the beautiful underlying messaging for this is that the zooming out and they're getting a feel for the whole, getting a feel for the big picture because this doesn't come just, you know, I'm talking about life here, sorry, <laughs> just uh, totally just zoomed right out right there, <laughs> made this um, painting analogy about life. Are you with me? <laughs> so, yeah, to get a feel for what the whole is what the whole picture is, this this is something that has to grow over a long period of time and it probably will never stop growing. Our understanding of the big picture will never stop, you know, because that's how big it is. <laughs> it's like the universe ever unfurling. <laughs> we'll never catch up. And that's the beauty of it too. That's why we'll forever be intrigued it will forever be a mystery because we never get to the end of it, what, what exactly this big picture is. And that, that right there can bring such a fire to your being, you know, such an energy to your day-to-day. And I want to put it to you that if you are suffering from the uns and ims, (laughs) unbelief and impossibility. If you're feeling blocked, that's what it is. You're suffering from unbelief and impossibility. And that goes against the very nature of what you are. Not, not in, you know, not your, your physical form, because certainly that has a lot of restrictions. I'm talking about your being that's beyond the physical form. This, this part of you suffers the uns and ims because it knows the big picture innately. It's limitless. And that's why, you know, we suffer with addictions and things like that because I think part of us is really struggling to get back to that limitlessness and, and we want to escape the restriction of this this flesh, you know, this, this container. And and we forget that the container is just so that we can dance and embrace and extend a hand to somebody who's down. You know, the, the container that we're in is, is for something like a bigger part of us to connect with our environment And if we can zoom out, then we will have meaningful connections that are consistent with the bigger picture, with the zoom out. So when you do zoom out, you're not like all overwhelmed going, oh my gosh, I've just spent all this time and it's in the wrong place. (laughs) You know, back to the the painting analogy. (laughs) 
Has that happened to you? Has, have you ever labored over some small detail only to zoom out and just like, ah, <laughs> it's not right. And imagine if you beat yourself up about that to the point of like, see, I'm not an artist. I'm no good at this. Like how silly that would be. Because you are good at it. You just need to zoom out. You know, and I wonder, like back to life again, I wonder how much of this applies over to that. Like we we feel awkward and and all wrong and ineffective simply because we've spent too much time laboring over something that's misplaced. That's a deep thought. And that definitely has happened to me. And the danger of that is that not only that you're putting a lot of resources and energy into that, that one zoomed in thing, and it's actually in the wrong spot and you've, you're going to have to paint over the whole thing and it feels like a waste of time, but you can often keep choosing what is going to try to try to make that okay you know I've done that too like I've labored all over this one area and then when I zoom out and realize that it's not in the right place or I've put too much energy or focus into something that's not effective that that can't be part of the whole picture sometimes there's a bit of an inner struggle because I want to make it okay because I've invested all this time into this and I want to make it valid I want to validate it. And, and then it becomes something that I'm clutching and holding on to for dear life, like as if, as if that's going to save me, as if that's going to make me valid. <laughs> so we actually minimize ourselves by doing this. We minimize ourselves and we cut ourselves off from a proper picture of the zoom out and we suffer from the uns and ems the unbelief and the impossibilities and sometimes you don't even know how you got there you can't even remember that it was because you labored over a small tiny section without looking at the zoom out and seeing if it was relevant and in the right place Sometimes you get so, you know, this is like inception. It's like a dream within a dream within a dream. There's so many, um, I can't remember what it's called from the movie. But, yeah, there's there's so many of these these entries into like another realm in and another realm in. You can't remember how this all started, let alone how to get back out of it. All you know is that there's something that you're missing, and that can be torturous. The zoom out and the zoom in. How how does this sit with you? Like, do you feel, can you think of anything that you're too zoomed in on? Because I can tell you now there's plenty to pull our focus to the zoom in. <laughs> we are not... We are not zoomed in um, for no reason. We get we get stuck in the zoom in because uh, 
of certain distractions that capture our attention and pull us in. And sometimes there's all this heat around it because of our own, you know, lack of security and need for um, need for validation, all of those kinds of things. Yeah, that just keep us uh, so fixated on small details that are not actually serving the bigger picture and then we can get stuck there and it's difficult to zoom out. I am so grateful. I've just got to say it now. I'm so grateful for the suffering that I have experienced in my life because it's the suffering that has yes, stopped or just pulled me out of this zoomed in distracted state. There's nothing quite like a bit of discomfort and a bit of suffering to, um, to keep you grounded in the zoom out. And because if you don't, if you don't zoom out, you're going to keep suffering. So this is like putting your hand on the hot element and not you know, not taking it off when you feel pain. When you feel that, it's like, you know, zoom out. You're too focused on this one thing. Zoom right back out. Who am I? What am I doing here? What am I serving? What am I investing in? Really, what am I investing? And if I don't know, if I can't see it, then I need to work on that above anything else I've got to figure out what this what this big picture is and what is worth pouring my attention and my focus into forgetting the details forget the details zoom right out get the big picture and then you'll know where your heart lies for details you know which details are worth investing in and focusing on and then they're not you know they're not in vain and you've got to keep you know two steps back make that a habit take two steps back from your canvas keep checking am I you know laboring for an effect that serves the bigger picture am I laboring for an effect that serves the bigger picture the zoom out, keep checking, two steps back, come back in with your little detail brush. Yeah, it's a big one, right? Painting too close. You can kind of get too close to your your creativity too without zooming out. And I think that's another reason why we can get blocked up and stopped up in our creativity is that we zoom in too quickly and then it's it feels like perhaps we sense that ineffectiveness and that uh, it's like misplaced focus or investment. We sense that and then we think, well, I'm maybe I'm not, uh, maybe this is not my thing, I'm no good at this and we... We kind of doomsay ourselves and doomsay creativity without actually realizing that we just need to zoom out. Just zoom out and see see the realm 
in which we traverse here. Because when you zoom out and you look at the realm, you look at the the horizon, you know, this this huge horizon, this massive plane on which to traverse, and you can go whichever way you want. That's what creativity is. That this is all about your innate um, ability to, yeah, to pick your path. To actually pioneer something. To push against the current and make a new um a new space, a new way to think about something. And I, that's what we need. That's what really hits me. When I see somebody's work that is really unique and like fresh and like nothing I've seen, that is an aspect of, of this, of the ability to, to just pick your own path and, um, you need to zoom out for that. Take two steps back. Don't be made small by uns and ims. Or at least use that, like, if if you are feeling like you're made small and limited by unbelief and impossibility, then just use that as a signal that you need to zoom out. And if you're having trouble zooming out, let me know. I'd love to hear about that. Um, I encourage that because it helps me to see real-time problems and and it gives me that challenge of applying everything that I've learned and, you know, all the cogs start turning and I'm just thinking, what, okay, what is this? How does this fit in? What's this made of? You know, and it actually helps me fill out my understanding and it helps me affirm things and, and just keep growing in, um, yeah, the way that I'm learning and mastering um, how to think about all of this. So thanks to, to the people that reached out after the last episode because I had some really nutritious conversations, discussions, heard some amazing transformative stories. Not, I don't mean like that that one podcast helped people transform necessarily. Well, I guess, I guess it does in a little way. If you're, um, if you find yourself thinking in a bigger space, that's transformation stuff. And I think that is, that's, that's wisdom. You know, when we find ourselves thinking in bigger spaces, you know, you get stuck thinking certain ways for, I don't know, years sometimes. And until someone comes and says something that, uh, that challenges that, that structure of thought, you don't even realize it. But then when you do, when you do kind of extend your consciousness that's when you, you know, the uns and ims are just like blown out of the water. You get to, you get to compute um, something so much more wondrous and intriguing, exciting. Yeah. I love that about life. I love that about the people that I've come into contact with, those who have mentored me, 
um, the teachers that that stand out for me, they've always been this thing. They've always done this, extended my my realm of consciousness. And some so much that I I know, like I'll never forget that that thing that 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 person said changed me forever. I'll never I'll never be able to go back to the the box of thought that I was in before that. So I did just quickly write out some notes. So I'm just checking. I think I've talked about everything. The zoom out is a habit. It's a habit that you've that you need to cultivate. Especially if you haven't been doing that, I would suggest that intuitive journaling is a really solid way of practicing the zoom out. Because what it does, I better just describe what I mean by intuitive journaling first. If you think of journaling and you're thinking of dear diary, today we did this and this and this, uh, that's not it. That's like a really super scheduled approach where you're just recording the facts. And if you love that, then go for it. You know, I'm not... um, not judging you for for wanting to journal that way but what I'm suggesting is a tool for not only figuring out the land that you're traversing just in your life in your creativity just in your thought processes in your consciousness but it's also practicing looking for patterns and seeing the bigger picture according to the patterns that you pick up on. So a a bigger picture isn't just something that you just imagine and that's just it. Like it's it's something that you just know you know you know um, because it like all the all the patterns are pointing to this. You know, like I have known for all my life that there is life beyond this temporary domain, this, you know, this flesh and bone structure. I just know that. And it's not because of what anyone told me. It's because of smells and sounds and, and experiences, feelings that I pick up on. Like I know that my senses have some kind of memory of a faraway place outside of this this linear time outside of this this construct of consciousness i just know that and yeah i've had experiences that um that bolster that that um what's the word reinforce it just over and over again. And now it's just such a delight to me to to think of or to realize new things or to have more experiences, allow my senses to pick up on more that verify that growing knowledge. Now that is a big picture. That's a very big picture. That's that's a never-ending picture because it's outside of the constructs of physicality and and linear time. Anyway, that's, that's, um, woo. (laughs) 
Okay, I'll pull it back in. We were talking about intuitive journaling. So this was a really powerful tool that helped me through a very dark and difficult time. And I vouch for it with all my heart because there's something about writing. There's something about thinking and feeling and writing and thinking again and writing more and feeling it and crying on those pages and just using that tool, pouring it out, using that tool, going back over the pages, like getting a feel for what you are standing on and what it feels like. How did I get here? What is in my power to realize or to, yeah, to extend my my current construct of thought? And I found myself growing so rapidly that I would read back, you know, my journal from last month or the month before and already pick up on funny little, um, yeah, blocked up thoughts. <laughs> I go, oh, and I, I could see myself growing. You know, I could see my consciousness expanding, and I know that that is that that's a, a true representation of what I am. I am made to expand. I'm made to grow. I'm made to to have an expression to understand what this is and actually work on something that is going to serve the bigger picture, make or break, life or death. You know, um, that's meaning. (laughs) That's what we suffer without. We suffer without meaning. And meaning is so powerful that it can make good of suffering. The suffering that you have experienced in your life, meaning can make good of it. And that's why I've seen quotes and things, but I can't think of any one particular quote, but just um, the idea that, that we're all searching for happiness, that's not deep enough. There's another level. We're actually searching for meaning because happiness comes from meaning. Happiness doesn't just happen because you're in a favorable position and it just happens to all line up and be wonderful for you. That's that's not how we get happy. We get happy because of meaning and we come into alignment with the bigger picture, with with what we're we're capable of in this realm. So intuitive journaling doesn't have to be like you could wake up early and work that way. I used to get up at 4:30 a.m. because I was so unhappy. This is about almost 10 years ago. I just had my fourth baby and she was six months old and she would wake up for a feed at four. And I knew that the other kids would be up at, you know, six, six thirty. So there wasn't it was torturous to go back to sleep and then have to wake up again for them anyway. Like I'd want to keep sleeping in. So I used to just stay awake and that's when I do my journaling and my searching and just pour it out. A lot of tears, a lot of prayers and just really use that tool to change 
my consciousness so that I could, well, I didn't know that this is what I was doing, but I just knew that I couldn't carry on the way that I was. Um, to change my direction and to understand all the potential of what I was sitting on. Because, you know, we suffer. We suffer for lack of knowledge of, of what we actually are and how powerful we are. And and every time I feel like I feel myself trapped or boxed or whatever, I've got to check, like, hang on, hang on, hold on. What have I got here? Because most of the time it's like I'm actually sitting on a wealth of untapped potential, an absolute wealth of untapped potential at any given moment, you know, and it's like I had um, this lady, Danny Johnson, that I had business training from ages ago that talks about, you know, it's almost like, like it was a great visual. It, it never left me. And I think of it often, like whenever you're complaining and moaning about your situation and about the limitations of whatever it is that you're experiencing, just imagine somebody sitting on top of a whole load of firewood and kindling and, and they're moaning and lamenting that they're so cold. There's actually a box of matches in their hand and they're just like, I'm so cold. Maybe even strumming a guitar and singing about it. You know, the drama, the drama that comes with uh, victim, victim headspace and scarcity. And it's not real. The scarcity is only as real as you make it with your consciousness. You validate scarcity with your own consciousness and that's something that you can decide not to do. And when you decide not to do it and you start practicing it, you start doing this intuitive journaling, challenging the box that your consciousness is trapped in. Challenge the box. What is this box? What is this restriction? What is stopping me? Where are the uns and ims founded here in my thinking? How can I bust through this? Because there is a way. There's lots of ways. There's so many ways because you are innately creative. You are the art. You are the fire that burns. <sighs> yes. Zoom out. Zoom out. Stop painting so close for a second. Zoom right out and you will see this whole pile of firewood that you're sitting on. There is no reason for you to be so cold right now. You're sitting on it. <laughs> Zoom out and you'll see. You'll see what to do with it. And it's so good because when you live in this way where you're just constantly, regularly expanding, having your consciousness challenged by things and Whatever's uncomfortable and awkward and suffer, you know, causing suffering, causing discomfort is brilliant fodder for this. It's so powerful for this, for like slapping you in the face and saying, wake up and zoom out at all costs. You must, you must, because living boxed up is no way to live. And your consciousness is made to expand 
ever unfurl like the universe. Universe is expanding. Keep up. (laughs) Well, never keep up with it, but you know what I mean. Take the cue. (laughs) That's how, that's the space that your consciousness is made to make make up, to use up, to fill. It's made to fill limitless spaces. And it comes with a warning because people who get all healed up, do all their intuitive journaling and figure out who they are and what they're here for and what this, what is this domain? How do I work this in a way that is validating of my expanding consciousness? and not just serving, you know, towing the party line, serving the structure that's created by institutions and systems that are validating of the temporary structure and validating of keeping you in line, keeping you trapped, keeping you buying things buying stuff that you don't need, keeping you feeling small and ineffective. Like you have to just keep buying stuff and just keep, you know what I mean? Now I forgot how I started that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. People who zoom out, people who do the work and do this, they aren't, I mean, they are popular because they help people. They help other people zoom out and do the same and expand their consciousness. And that's transformative. That's what we're suffering for lack of in humanity right now. Um, Well, just think of it like who's been influential in your life. Just think of the, the top most influential people for you in, when I say transformation, I'm talking about helping you expand helping you you bust out of the box that you've been in. Um, yeah, like people who do it really powerfully are going to suffer for it and have suffered for it. But they're not actually deterred by suffering because they've learnt to use suffering just as a, you know, wake up, zoom out. <laughs> Zoom out again, bigger picture. (laughs) There's so much meaning here. I'm not suffering the same way. (laughs) I'm not suffering like a victim anymore. I'm suffering like a champion of box busting. (laughs) And that's a way better way to suffer. Tell you what. But expect it, you know, expect to be judged expect to be told that you're irresponsible because living and thinking in a way that is outside of the the system box looks really irresponsible. (laughs) It does. And I don't mean like all irresponsibility is indicative of someone who's living for the big picture. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there's a different way to see what people are doing and what their values are. Some people are just really irresponsible and hurtful and that's, that's not it. I'm not talking about that. That's somebody who's like extra boxed, (laughs) extra struggling, extra stuck. And more than ever, we need We need the opposite of that. We need people who are unfurling, 
unfurling and unfurling again, going from breakthrough to breakthrough. And if you haven't had a breakthrough for a while, you're due for it because you're made to expand because you are the art. You're made to unfurl. And if, if my words are resonating with you and if you're really feeling this, then you're extra due for a boss, box busting. I keep saying bots, bots boxing. <laughs> yeah, look, you will suffer. Um, you will suffer the wrath of system advocates. <laughs> Anyone who believes in this, this system, this way of living and believes that this is the only way that there is to live. You know, we've, we've spent all this time building this structure. How dare you zoom out and question it? Do you see how this is like, like the artist zooming too much in on that one little detail and filling it out with all these intricate details and spending all this time making it so perfect for what they can perceive in that zoomed in state so that when like if you threaten to zoom out they'll just be like there is no zoom out don't you even question it this is all there is and look at it look how much effort and time we've put into this isn't it grand this is the only way there is how dare you zoom out? <laughs> and they'll say there is no zoom out because they don't want you to see that this is actually all in the wrong place. But what we need is people zooming out. We need people to see that this, this, this thing, this structure is all misplaced. Whole lot of effort, whole lot of detail gone into this one tiny area that is not aligned with the whole picture, the big picture. And that's why we suffer. That's why we've got wars and oppression and people freaking out, people getting to, you know, halfway through their lives and freaking out, like realising that their time is half over potentially and like... This isn't what I wanted. This is not what I want. But I actually don't know what I want, so I'm just going to spend all my money on fancy cars and, I don't know, have an affair or something. Do you see, like, we just have all this freaking out for lack of the bigger picture, for lack of understanding that there is even a bigger picture because we just want to feel something. We just want to feel something. You know, and I don't judge that. I, I totally get it. But what I'm here to say is um, dig a bit deeper in the signal of dissatisfaction. Dig, it, dig a bit deeper in that signal of suffering, of anxiety, of depression. Dig a bit deeper into that because it's showing you something. It's showing you that you're not made to live like this. And it doesn't mean that the whole thing has to change for you to be happy doesn't even mean that and how uh, how amazing and remarkable is that <clears throat> all it means is that you need to be responsible for doing your zooming out because when you can zoom out and see the whole picture and practice doing that make that a habit then you will derive greater meaning from the way that you move within this domain within this this construct and the way that you 
come into contact with other people who are, you know, system advocates, um, just just for lack of knowledge, like for lack of the ability to zoom out themselves. Like some people just get so stuck in this way of doing things that it like they would have a heart attack to consider anything else. And I've got compassion for that. I do like we've been like this, this whole thing has been modeled for centuries. But like I said, I really think that it's too much detail zoomed in, in the wrong area. And when you zoom out, you get a bit of a shock. I actually didn't know that it was going to end up like that, but that's perfect. So I'm grateful. I thought I was going to have a flow. <laughs> I hope that was useful to you. I hope that you, um, I, I hope that you are challenged in your consciousness. I hope that you are challenged to expand. And if you need help, then look for people who are, uh, I guess like now that you've heard me talk about it, you might um, perceive people differently and maybe I hope be a bit less judgmental because the people who are who are zoomed out and living zoomed out or practicing that zooming out are probably going to look a bit irresponsible <laughs> and that's okay. Just, <laughs> yeah, withhold judgment. This is where judgment really trips us over. You just got to look to see what the effect is. Are these people uh, freaking out? Because if if you're doing the zoom out properly, then you're going to have ridiculous amounts of peace and, yeah, decisiveness of function and purpose, clarity. Look for those people. Look for those people and ask some questions. Get ready for your consciousness to be challenged and expanded. This is how the walls come down. It's going to be uncomfortable and it might be a shock, but it's it's for your unfurling and you're made to do this. This is beautiful and so delightful. Like oh, when I see people unfurling, it is the most amazing thing. And I'm so grateful that I even get opportunity to, to witness that, to watch that, let alone empower it. That is just so beautiful beyond words. So grateful. So thank you for listening. I'm winding up now. I appreciate you. And if you felt something from this, please feel free to leave a comment. I don't, I haven't had any um, notifications that anyone's commented and I haven't checked for a couple of weeks. So sorry if you have, but I don't think anyone's ever commented on any of the platforms that this is available. So if you could do that, if you could leave a review, that's what it's called. It's not called a comment. Leave a review and share this with someone who you know would need a bit of hope, you know, need that, that, box busting. Yeah, I said it right. <laughs> Third time lucky. Love you guys. Peace on your heart, peace on your home. Yeah, onwards and upwards, hey? <laughs> Over and out.